back to Impactful Experiences. This is your host, Sierra Ty Brownlee, and today we have Abby Rodrick, current documentary film student at Chapman University, coffee enthusiast, and amazing rock climber. Abby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. Let's hop right in. (laughs) Could you share your impactful experience? Uh, yeah, so when Cece first asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, I don't really have any impactful experiences. And then a few weeks later, I got injured and I was like, huh, that's a pretty impactful experience. Um, so I injured my finger in a, I don't want to call it an accident. It wasn't an accident. Um, I accidentally injured my finger. (laughs) Um, During some, during a training assessment for climbing three weeks ago yesterday um so it's relatively fresh and i've just been dealing with um rehabbing it and not really being able to climb and a lot of frustration and a lot of lesson learning lately Mm -hmm. um yeah should i just like dive in and and talk about how it happened and i mean i'd love to hear what made you want to share that experience and what about it you see as impactful. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, first and foremost, I've like never really been injured before. Um, I've had minor injuries, like, oh, I rolled my ankle, or like, oh, you know, I strained a tendon in my wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of those were really injuries that required me to take a significant break from any of my athletic pursuits. Okay, gotcha. Um, and this injury was impactful because as soon as it happened, I was just like, oh man, I had this thought of like, I'm screwed. Like my summer, my summer climbing plans are just like over. And you know, I'm about to, technically I finished my first year of college, but it was all online. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, COVID. Um, And so at the end of the summer, I'm going to be moving, you know, to a new state. Indeed. And so I had all these like big climbing goals that I wanted to achieve here before I left. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of what I wanted to do with my time left in Missoula was climbing oriented because it's what I love to do. Yeah. But then I literally injured myself on June 1st, like right at the start of summer. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh man, what am I going to do now? And the impact has been felt in the sense that I'm like trying to figure out what I'm doing with my summer, trying to figure out what it's like to be injured. And Mm -hmm. most importantly of all, like trying to learn how to maintain like a a healthy attitude towards the entire experience and a positive attitude which Mm -hmm. has been tough yeah okay okay but you did say do you think things are getting better and maybe do you think you'll still be able to do a fair amount of climbing the remainder of the summer yeah so it's um the injury i have it's it's okay so i did what's called popping a pulley um, which anyone who doesn't climb is probably like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> and, um, you know, climbers are pretty familiar with, with that term because it's a relatively common climbing injury. Like I'd say shoulder injuries are most common. Um, at least from just like what I've personally seen. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but, um, finger injuries are also super common and pulley injuries in particular are really common because they're centered around, um, the joints in your finger. And so you have like the tendon that runs through your finger, right? But pulleys are little pieces of 
connective tissue like at the joint that kind of like fasten your tendon to your finger joint and like let it move um and so when you quote unquote pop a pulley it means that you've ripped that piece of connective tissue oh yeah yeah i know it doesn't sound good like no literally it doesn't sound good because the reason it's called popping a pulley is you hear like a really loud audible popping noise Uh. um not all the time, but the majority of the time, it's, like, kind of akin to if you, like, stomped on a tree branch, maybe. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, you you can, you know, just slightly tear that tissue, which I'm pretty sure is what I did, um, mm-hmm. which is, like, on the, I guess, mild end of pulley injuries. Or you can do what's entirely, what's called, like, entirely rupturing your pulley. And that's when, like, the tendon on your finger actually bowstrings away from... The finger itself and you can't bend it at all right uh, yeah sorry that's kind of gross to describe um but anyways because my injuries more on the mild side the pt i talked to like the doctor i talked to and a lot of the climbers i've talked to who've had similar injuries were like oh you're probably looking at like a six-week total recovery as long as you're careful and uh-huh. so right now i'm like halfway through and i'm able to do some mild stuff so compared to people who might like fully rupture a pulley or might Mm -hmm. have to get surgery or might have to like immobilize their finger joint and like not be able to lift anything or like bend it. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Things are slowly getting better, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a day-to-day thing where one day I'm like, oh, hey, my finger actually feels pretty good. Like Mm -hmm. full range of motion I'm able to do my rehab exercises and they feel great. And then like other days, like today, a rest day, like I can't make a full fist without feeling like that kind of stiff, like swollen tension around the joint. Um, So they're so fickle, which is really frustrating. It's not like recovery is just like a linear path, you know? So yeah, I hope that in a really roundabout way answered the question. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And with a little pit stop describing what that injury is like. Um, yeah, I probably should have started with that. <laughs> no, no. I'm um, just going to draw the listeners in, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that climbing is a very large part of your life. And I guess at this point, since you have had to take kind of a little bit of a break and only slowly go back into it. What do you think it would be like if you did have to maybe, I don't know, take a longer break or if climbing was not an option? Yeah, like in general, like, are we talking hypothetically if the injury had been worse or like if things are not to get better, what do I think it'll look like? I guess if the injury had been worse because yeah. I think things are, things are going to get better. So. <laughs> Thanks, Cece. Give <laughs> that positivity. Um, yeah. That's actually something that when I'm trying to stay positive about the whole experience, I mean, you can only stay so positive about like being injured, but um, I think about that a lot in the sense that like if I couldn't climb for like several months per se, yeah, um, that yeah, that would really suck. <laughs> um, it's something that has just been a huge part of my life ever since I was like nine. And even before that, you know, I grew up, my dad was climbing before I was even born. And so it's always been like an ever-present force in my life. And then when I actually started climbing myself as a little kid, it was just like 
all I ever wanted to do Mm -hmm. all the time. And it kind of like still is all I ever want to do as a quote unquote adult now. (laughs) Um, And it's just a huge part of not only what makes me happy, but it's also a huge part of my identity. And so if I, if this injury had been worse per se, like that would be really cruddy because I'd have to, I don't know, kind of rethink what I'm doing and try out some new stuff. You know, that's the hard part. It's like when I was in middle school and high school, I tried to like test out different sports or see if I had other hobbies. And apart from film, which I'm Mm -hmm. studying, um, there wasn't really anything in my life that, that really motivated me. And that really made me have like a sense of drive and like purpose. And so, yeah, if the injury had been worse, I think I would just be really sad and I'd be having like this crisis of, oh no, what am I going to do with my time? Who am I? What do I do? Mm -hmm. All this free time of like not falling on a rope, like what's going on? Um, And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that right now, but not to, I think, as great of an extent as if, like, the injury had been worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I hope that's uh, sort of answered your question. No, it definitely did. Okay. Um, Could you jump into a little bit your amazing filmmaking skills and the future of your documentary films? Because, listeners, you heard it here first, but... Look out for Abby Roderick producing some amazing documentaries <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Thanks, Cece. Thanks for the hype. Um, yeah, I'm just a student right now. Um, I have done like a lot of student films, obviously, nothing like outside Some of amazing group projects, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, group projects. Um, yeah, I realized, I mean, you know, I always kind of liked film as a kid. Um, my brother and my friends and I made some like really horrible like homemade videos with Yes. My, uh, yes. my parents' old handheld, like, video camera that actually nice. used tape, like, you had okay. to buy tapes. Okay. <laughs> um, it was, like, this whole process where we'd have to hook the camera itself up to the computer and try to import the footage, but iMovie didn't want to take, like, tapes, so and then we had, yeah, it was a whole thing, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I know I liked film, and then in high school I took some film classes, and we did a kind of documentary-esque project, mm-hmm. and my teacher at the time, Miss um, Cole, she was like, whoa, you have an act for this, you should totally pursue this, and she set me up with a former student of hers who um, coordinate, coordinated a fellowship program with the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival here in Missoula. And with a few other students, I basically got to set out and do this cool fellowship where we each independently made our own small films with the guidance of someone who made documentaries for a living. And that was a really difficult process that I actually really enjoyed. (laughs) It was stressful. Um, It was massive learning curve, like how to interview people, how to rent equipment, like the importance of always packing extra batteries. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, I really like this. And then, you know, my film ended up airing at the film festival along with the other mm-hmm. students who were in the fellowship with me. And I was like, this is really cool. And so I decided documentary film was something that I wanted to pursue. And when I was applying to colleges, the majority of the universities that I was looking at had film programs, but they didn't have documentary film programs. Um, and then through this fellowship program, I got to meet a bunch of... Um, other directors of, you know, 
big time documentary films, ones that weren't shorts, you know, like 10 minutes like mine had been. And I came across this guy and we were talking and, you know, he directed a bunch of films and I was asking him about film school. He said, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, you know, I got to go to this really cool kind of small liberal arts school called Chapman and I got to pursue my interest in documentary and travel and do all this cool stuff. And I was like, oh, Chapman. And I Googled it and it looked really cool. (laughs) So then I applied and I ended up getting in and yeah, I spent my first year of college online. Yes, indeed. Um, doing a lot of my film projects remotely, which was interesting when it comes to partner work, but hey, it worked out. Um, yes. Again, several learning curves. Um, yeah, I have a YouTube channel where I have to upload all my school projects. It's got all of like okay. two subscribers. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is it public? Uh, yeah, well, it has to be. Okay, I'm pretty sure you can make videos unlisted, but Whenever okay. I upload my final projects, I'm like, you know what, it's done. No one's going to view this. Now I'm going to try and find them, Abby. I didn't know it was public. <laughs> yeah. May, or, may, you know, or Maybe don't. Maybe link in the description. <laughs> Want the listeners to take a, take a look? Uh, you know, I could. <laughs> like, Abby Roger, group project number five. <laughs> I mean, Abby has told me some stories about these group projects and some slight hiccups along the way. So uh, learning curves, you know, learning curves yeah. <laughs> or speed bumps or like whatever, speed whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I think it's only right if I could see the final product. <laughs> Go for it, Cece. All right. All right. Okay. Well, back to climbing. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, this is a little unorganized, but, you know, okay. just jumping around. So do you think there's ever a day where climb you wouldn't climb or you would stop climbing hmm. i mean like short answer no i mean obviously i will stop climbing at like some point I'm, i mean you will better die at some point right? okay. <laughs> um yeah you know i never really i've just always kind of assumed it would always be a part of my life um because as i said it's just such a huge part of my identity and what gives me purpose and just what i'm passionate about and what i love and um, luckily, in a way, unlike most sports that people grow up playing throughout middle school and high school, climbing's not something that, you know, you necessarily need to have a team for, that you need to be enrolled at a school for, that you need to be, like, part of a club team for, something like that. I can climb my whole life as long as there's places outside that I can get to or climbing gyms that I can go to, really, you know? And that's what I, so far, have planned to do. I know people who have climbed well into their their old age um, who are still getting after it, and obviously not with the same, like, gumption that they have when they were younger, but, like, they can still climb, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, like, sports like running and swimming, it's something that you can incorporate into your life for as long as you want. And, you know, there might be times where, I don't know, I'm busy, I have a career, or I don't know if I, like... Or you're just going to award shows for your documentaries. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Um, or yeah, you take breaks, but it's fortunately a lifelong sport. Um, and so no, I don't know. I, I don't want to jinx anything, but true. Oh my gosh. I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon or, or I don't have plans to at least because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> well, do you, would you say that outside of climbing and film, have you found other things that you feel 
really motivate you or one might say you're passionate about? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always been a dedicated student. Um, apart from math, I love learning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also, okay, this is kind of related to climbing, so it's cheating a little bit, mm -hmm. but for the past, uh, three years, I've been coaching the climbing team in town and yeah. I found that, um, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I really love coaching and working with, um, kids that I see a lot of, like, I see the passion they have and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's passion I have. And then getting to work with them and see them grow not only as climbers, but like as people, it's just super inspiring. And I love playing a small role in helping them achieve their goals and become, you know, who they're meant to be. Um, so I really like that. <laughs> it's something that gives me some purpose. Mm -hmm. um, I think in general, I'm just kind of a creative person. I've always loved writing ever since I was a little kid. So um, when I have time, I still write, you know, I've placed in the Missoula writing contest for how many years running, gotten gift cards. Yeah. Um, and there's always coffee, caffeine. But uh, yeah, that's kind of about it, you know, so far. I'm still young. I think I have time to yes. develop more passion. So much life but, to live. Yeah. Just a young little grasshopper you are. <laughs> uh, indeed. So thank you so much, Abby, um, for sharing a little bit about your experience climbing and filmmaking and just kind of everything about you. Yeah, I think that, you know, definitely had some similar experiences and I just appreciated you telling us about yours. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on here to just blab away. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, listen to Cece's podcast, the best. Wow, thank you. Didn't even tell Abby to say that. She's on that podcast, right? <laughs> okay, well, once again, Abby, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, so much. And catch you next time. Adios. Adios. <laughs>